One thing is clear. To realize the promise of AI and avoid the risk, we need to govern this technology. There's no other way around it, in my view. It must be governed. Welcome to GovCast, connecting with federal IT's top decision makers. I'm Alexander Bolova, production lead at GovCIO Media and Research, and today we are talking about the new leadership position in federal agencies, chief artificial intelligence officers, and what that means for the future of the technology and the federal government. With me today are managing editor Ross John Fortune and staff writer researcher Jory McDonald. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hey, Alex. With the implementation of artificial intelligence on the horizon for many federal agencies, it's important to have somebody responsible for it. And while you may think that that would fall on the shoulders of chief information officers or chief information security officers, a lot of federal agencies are turning to a new role, the chief artificial intelligence officers to focus more specifically on this emerging technology. So what exactly is this position doing? And what does it say about the future of artificial intelligence in the federal government? We're here today to find out. So to start us off, the artificial intelligence executive order, uh, we have talked about it quite a bit. But what exactly does it say about the chief artificial intelligence officer position. And from now on, uh, we can call it the CAIO. Um, if we want to flip some letters around, we could call it the Chow. But for now, we'll just call it CAIO. You, listeners can't hear, but Ross just rolled his eyes at me. Um, <laughs> Jordan, um, please tell me what the EO says about this position. Yeah, Alex, this is uh, a really interesting role uh, because it's not entirely new. But it is the first time that the government has mandated the existence of the role. It's been itself in many different iterations and little bits and pieces here for roles like the chief technology officer or the chief data officer. But this is the first time it's really been rolled out into its own separate, distinguishable role. Basically, their mandate is coordinating their agency's use of AI, promoting AI innovation, and managing risks from the use of AI. And that's basically taken from the OMB's guidance on AI governance. That's basically taken from the OMB's guidance on AI governance. They're supposed to be a pretty significant role. Um, they're designed to directly report to the agency chiefs and advisory teams. Uh, you could sort of put it on the same level as like a CFO. So what are some examples of what that role looks like? Um, you know, you could see them doing things as serving as a senior advisor for the agency chief, supporting the agency's involvement in interagency coordination bodies, finding AI use cases that might benefit the agency's mission, um, removing barriers to the use of responsible AI within the agency, or building processes to measure, monitor, and evaluate performance of the agency's AI applications. Gotcha. Thank you, Jordan. So top line, where are agencies on this position? Ross, who's in these positions, who has been in these positions, all that jazz. Who's in, who's out, who's in the hunt, as the uh, NFL graphics used to put on the television. You know, as Jordan said, the, the order calls for agencies to bring forward these chief AI officers. Lots of agencies are in very good shape. Some are in better shape than others. Now, this may seem fairly basic, but a lot depends on how long agencies have been doing or using AI, what their experience is 
are with AI. So an agency like Defense Department uh, has a whole group of people that does AI, and they brought forward the chief digital and AI officer, Craig Martell. But that's partially because Defense has, like I said, a whole group uh, there and has been doing AI for basically as long as AI has existed. Similarly, uh, the Veterans Affairs Department, and I know Jordan will talk about that in a bit, has been doing AI for years, so they also have appointed someone. Now, an agency like the Department of Justice, which has been putting out a series of memos over the last few years, specifically prioritizing AI as one of its goals, doesn't have a CAIO yet. Generally, they're getting there. So education, energy, HHS, they all have them. HUD, Social Security, you know, sub-cabinet agencies like uh, National Science Foundation and General Services Administration have on the heels of the order brought in people. But it is a work in progress for a lot of agencies, for sure. Thank you, Ross. So who are some of the CAIOs and what are they doing at the various federal agencies? Jordan? Well, as I mentioned before, they come from a large pickings of agency roles that already exist, whether it's the CTO, um, CDAO, or CIO. For example, um, Gil Otorovitz at the VHA and the Veterans Affairs Department is one of the leading figures when it comes to artificial intelligence within the federal government. He is one of the major writers of the AI Bill of Rights that outlined the need for agencies to even look at AI seriously, um, look at it equitably. And that's sort of served as one of the foundations for this executive order to begin with. He also serves as the director of the National Artificial Intelligence Institute within the Veterans Affairs Department, um, which is basically focused on leading AI research and development within the department to drive better outcomes for veterans. He's brought together more than 20 VA offices across the agency to create the agency's first AI strategy um, and spent a lot of time building out education and training materials for employees um, and helping just to promote equity within the use of AI within the agency. And I think it's um, interesting how it kind of started in this sort of R&D area, and then it kind of migrated to government, to enabling government and others to do that by looking at opening up these data sets, and then migrating toward defining principles, and then ensuring uh, detailed implementation of those principles, including around uh, ethics and equity. As Ross mentioned, Craig Martell at uh, DOD has come from a very large background of AI, and uh, not only serves as the CAIO now, but also the chair of the CDAO Council, um, where he spends a lot of time advising leadership within the DOD on how to use data to drive um, the agency's culture. His role also extends beyond the confines of the Pentagon, where he's taken on certain things like meeting with his international counterparts in countries like Japan to help them develop responsible AI deployments. So you can see that there is a um, wide breadth of applications for this role, depending on the context of the agency. And um, DHS, for instance, the role is going to have a very big magnifying glass underneath it, um, as CAIO Eric Heisen is going to look on how to tackle the agency's use of AI in the context of facial recognition technology, which has been incredibly controversial. Or at an agency like HHS, Greg Singleton has been at the role uh, since 2022, but he's not even the first one to hold the role. 
the agency created the role in 2021, and um, he's tasked with overseeing the implementation of the agency's AI strategy and AI council, which is something that HHS has, but not many other agencies have. To build off what Jordan is talking about, agencies have different approaches to AI and how they do things. Again, as, as I mentioned earlier, depending on how deep they are in the AI world. For sure, AI is, is a huge part of everything the government is doing and the executive order really hammers that down. But the National Science Foundation is not an agency that is well known, but they're doing a ton of stuff with AI. And so they brought in, in November, Dorothy Aronson as the CAIO. She was also the CDO and is continuing to serving in that role. She used to be uh, the chief information officer at NSF. And this is part of a whole, not reorganization, but a real rethinking and a, and a sort of agile approach to AI at NSF. Now, again, NSF is not the kind of organization that does a lot of implementation or does a lot of enforcement, but because it funds this huge research network and partners with so many organizations, whether it's education, private industry, you know, research institutions writ large, AI is a huge, huge, huge part of what they do. So to that end, there's a real organizational change there. For example, they're launching the National AI Research Resource Pilot this month, which is part of the executive order. Similarly, they're partnering with NIH on the NAIR pilot because there's going to be a lot of data sets that are super helpful uh, for healthcare as well as other things. Aaron's is going to oversee a lot of that and be part of the management team that is working with the NAIR pilot and with all the different things that AI is presenting to the National Science Foundation. And that's kind of an example of how one agency that has its claws very deep into AI as compared to some that are really ramping up a little bit differently. And so I think to that end, Aronson is someone to really watch uh, on the NSF and AI front. So what's next for the CAIO position? What can we anticipate in the next year, five years going forward? That's where things get complicated in so much as AI has changed so, so much, and it has ramped up so much in the last few years when things became more public and more accessible to people. I'm going to put on my, my fortune teller hat here and say what I think is very, very possible is a mirror of the CIO Council, or more recently, uh, the CDO Executive Council. You know, the Biden administration brought forward the DEIA executive order, which, if we're going to do analogs here, is very similar to the artificial intelligence executive order in the requirement of naming this chief of this particular concept. And soon thereafter, we got the chief diversity officers executive council that meets and you know, governs this across governments such as it were, or at least is overseeing these things. At some point, I imagine that will be part of it where they want to have the CAIOs putting their heads together for a way to move forward. And of course, to really implement the executive order in line with the goals in it. 
again, I, I anticipate that's going to be, I have no information to back that up, by the way, just, just experience covering this, uh, and covering the CDO stuff. It's reckless speculation, as we say, but I think more than anything, this speaks to how hard it is to get your arms around AI and how hard, as president Biden said, when they announced the executive order and generally the conversations that people like Craig Martell have had with us about the uncertainty that can come from the pace of change here, because it is so hard to keep in line with the evolutions of AI. Um, you know, NIST, for example, just released a publication about adversarial machine learning and how quickly that can be stood up and can really mess with AI systems. So the CIOs really have a lot of work cut out for them. There is a real task at hand here. And again, my reckless speculation is that eventually we'll have an executive council where they all get to share notes, talk together, and uh, come up with some strategies that are a little more overarching. Thank you, Ross. And thank you, Jordan, for this fascinating conversation. The future really is up in the air for how this will develop. Um, I would put money on Ross's reckless speculation, but we'll just have to wait and see how this position develops as AI becomes even more incorporated into the fabric of our daily lives. And the best way to keep up with everything federal AI is to stay subscribed to GovCast and all of the other GovCIO media and research podcasts and products. We'll be back next week with a brand new GovCast. But until then, if you like what you heard, please leave a five-star rating and a review on the podcast platform of your choice. And hey, tell a friend. We always appreciate growing our audience. I'm Alexander Bolova. I'm Ross Jean-Fortuné. And I'm Jordan McDonald. Thank you for listening. GovCast, along with HealthCast and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them on your favorite podcast platform, and if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at govcio.com.